With the ever-increasing number of makes and models of automobiles, it is now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. One reason to repair and maintain your cars is to save money that you can then use for other things, you know, like mortgage or food. Why would you choose to spend 30%, 50%, 100% more for the exact same auto parts at a chain store or a new car dealership? At rockauto.com, you will save money. Rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or your daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Best of all, Prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Write Jerry, G-E-R-R-Y, in their how-did-you-hear-about-us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. Today on the Callahan Podcast, well, Kirk Cousins, Minnesota Vikings quarterback, said he's really not afraid of the China coronavirus, and the media reacted, well, as you'd expect them to react, how dare you? Don't you know, Kirk, that we're all going to die if we don't wear our masks and hide inside? Well, Kirk Cousins is buying none of it, and he shouldn't. As we saw once again from one of our leaders, we're all being played. Nancy Pelosi turns out to be the biggest hypocrite on planet Earth, and the biggest liar, too. We'll get into all that about Pelosi and Cousins and so many others. More more small businesses being crushed by governors and uh, more censorship from uh, Facebook and Twitter. Where do you hear what Jacob Blake Sr., who's meeting with Biden today, where do you hear what he has been posting on Facebook? It is bizarre. Uh, Turtle Boy knows all about big tech censorship. We'll get into that with him. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we are presented, as always, by our friends at DCU, Digital Federal Credit Union. Do you love your car but hate your car payment? No problem. Refinance your car today with DCU, and they could help lower your monthly payment, lower your interest rate, or both. Applying is easy, and their loan experts will help you find the loan term and the payment that fits into your budget. Get out of that high-rate loan and get the interest rate and the payment you deserve from DCU. Learn more and apply today at dcu.org slash refinance. Insured by NCUA, membership required. All right, Colin, let's do this. This is the Jerry Callahan Podcast. All right, before we get to uh, lots of stuff, before we get to Kirk Cousins and Nancy Pelosi, that poor thing, you know, that poor victim, Nancy Pelosi, and before we get to uh, Kennedy and Markey and uh, Cuomo and uh, lots of other things, we have to acknowledge, recognize, celebrate our milestones. Last time uh, Turtle Boy was here, he was close. He was close to 100 million clicks. He passed it. Congratulations, Aiden. 100 million clicks for for uh, the, the weird Worcester blogger who is rarely acknowledged in the mainstream media, but God knows people have found him. Is that what it is? Is that what we're calling it? 100 million clicks? 
100 million page views, page. whatever you want to call it. Yeah. If you'd like, I mean, it's totally up to you. We can we can give you two minutes right now to just thank Jerry for making you relevant. If you that's like. a, a good yeah. point, it's a yeah. good well, Jerry point. Go, go right ahead if you'd like. Where, where would yeah. you be? Where would you be without me? I would be nowhere. Obviously, you guys uh, have carried my entire career. Everything I do goes through you. I have to get approval of you before posting a blog. So I thank you for that. And as I said in March, I said, you know, certain people are going to thrive in this environment, in this pandemic. And I said, Turtle Boy is one of them. And you have you have exposed more phonies, more frauds. Uh, I'm surprised that you didn't have the Pelosi story first, because that's been your beat. And you've done a great job of uh, exposing the Karens and the hypocrites out there. Uh, I don't know how much longer this is going to last, at least till November 4th, let's be honest. But uh, you got to check out TB Daily News and follow Turtle Boy because uh, he is the he is the guy breaking all the stories. He's the best journalist in New England. <clears throat> and it's no surprise you've got 100 million page views. He, we had uh, 3 million downloads of course we had it like a few weeks ago dave forgot to mention it yeah i said one day i said did we ever get to that three million mark he said oh yeah it was was a while ago but anyway we uh we sent out the uh uh, the tweet a couple days ago by the way i didn't even tag you on the tweet so you didn't even know that the tweet went out (laughs) i know i saw you mentioned it you did it late well-oiled machine on this podcast it really yes yes but uh onward and upward to our next three million we get like 3,600 uh, uh, reviews on Apple Podcasts, which is pretty good. And uh, and things are, are are cranking. And it's, you know, still pandemic. It's still, uh, someone was asking me about that yesterday. You know, how are your numbers? I said, remarkably good. Because at the beginning of this, do you remember, uh, we're thinking no one's going to be listening. I mean, this is a pandemic. We're all going to die. And you're thinking, we have we can't do it. We can't talk about sports. You know, we can't you know do what we do because, you know, this is a crisis. And I think we've come out of it. We've pivoted pretty well. We pivoted to pandemic uh, initially and then lockdowns and then riots and it all. And we've tied it all into one neat package every day. And uh, thanks to everybody who's uh, checked this out and checked out TB Daily News. But like I said, we we tie this stuff into a nice, neat little package almost every day. And things like this Kirk Cousins story is it, uh, amazes me for for two reasons. It amazes me that the the, the blowback, the criticism Kirk Cousins got for, uh, for uh, acting so cavalier, for reacting so cavalierly to this deadly pandemic, which has killed, you know, millions of people around the world. That's one thing. The other thing is this guy, this 32-year-old, Healthy guy, athlete guy. I mean, great guy's in great shape. He actually thinks he might die from the virus. I, I think he's a fairly smart guy. He has not really read up, has he? He's not really aware of how this virus works if he thinks it might kill him. Uh, let's play Kirk Cousins, and then yeah. we can have your reaction. And I, I'd like to hear about your efforts to try to get the virus. There aren't too many people I've seen out there making an effort to get the virus. But let's listen to Kirk Cousins and his controversial comments about coronavirus. At the same time, if, if that's the protocol and we have to abide by it to have a season, we've got to find a way to make it work. On that spectrum, if one is the person who says masks are stupid, you are all a bunch of lemmings, and 10 is I'm not leaving my master bathroom for the next 10 years, where do you land? <laughs> I'm not going to call anybody stupid for the trouble <laughs> it could get me in, but I'm about a point zero 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 one. 
Yeah. Really? How come? Yeah. You know, I just, uh, I, again, I want to respect what other people's concerns are, but for me personally, if you're just talking, no one else can get the virus. What is your concern? If you could get it, I, I would say I'm going to, I'm going to go about my daily life. If I get it, I'm going to ride it out. I'm going to let nature do its course, uh, uh, survival of the fittest kind of an approach and just say, yeah. If it knocks me out, it knocks me out. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be okay. Uh, you know, even if I die, if I die, I die. I kind of have peace about that. So that's, that's really where I fall on it. So my opinion, you know, wearing a mask and, and is really about being respectful to other people. It really has nothing to do with my own personal, personal thoughts. Bingo. So that, that right that, there is totally fine. That's why all the shit was taken out of context. Cause he's, right. he, yeah, he's wearing I mean, a mask. I, it's the same reason I wear a mask. It's the same reason most people wear a mask. They know, they don't think it's going to help. If, if they've read anything, they know it really doesn't. I mean, CDC itself has admitted that they don't know if masks work, particularly outside, walking around, running, jogging, biking. It's, it's nuts. But if it makes other people feel good, if it's going to prevent you from getting in a fist fight in the middle of a grocery store, you do it. That's that's what Kirk Cousins is saying, and that's what most people think. I'm not I'm not sure how that's controversial in any way. It's not controversial. The the mask has been about vanity for quite some time now. It's just a political statement almost. You're putting it on. Right. I mean, I do it sometimes, and I'm just looking around like we all do it because everyone else is doing it, but exactly. nobody. Nobody thinks for a second. I mean, we keep mind the first two months of this outbreak, nobody was wearing a mask. I mean, people were crowding in New York subways without masks on and nobody thought anything of it. Now we've just created this culture three months later where it's like unheard of to be seen outside. They, without I, a they mask told on. us not to Aiden. They, the surgeon general kind of mocked the concept said, you don't need a mask. Fauci said, don't wear a mask. Fauci. And there was never a point where they said, boom, we just did this, uh, this experiment and when we learned that masks save lives, it's just a way to make people feel better and, and a way to keep the fear going. They need the fear uh, to be a part of our lives until November 4th or November 3rd. That's the goal. And some people are onto it. Some people understand now you understand. I understand that we've been played, that it's all about power. It's all about fear. Kirk Cousins doesn't sound like he's, uh, well-read on the subject, I mean, like an average 32-year-old guy, he knows he's not going to get it, or he thinks he's not going to get it, and he just kind of cavalierly says, if I die, I die. That pisses some people off. Like, yeah, you know, sure. how you say that? People are dying, but not 30, not healthy 32-year-olds. He knows that. I mean, Nobody I cares that, like, I mean, he's, he's, he's a 32-year-old man choosing to play football, which will, odds are, shorten his life. Right. Or, you know, cause impacts on his children. These people, often quarterbacks have issues with their children because they get so many knocks to the head and uh, everybody's fine. Nobody's complaining about that. But God forbid Kirk Cousin get coronavirus. He might get a cold. <laughs> and and he knows it. And he says point oh 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 one, which is about the uh, chances of him getting it and dying from it. It's literally zero. The thing that amazes me, and I've been saying it all week, I thought it was a game changer. Last time we talked, we, we mentioned this uh, CDC study that came out, I believe, six days ago, uh, or this statement, this concession that uh, it's only been 9,200 people who've died for the coronavirus. The other 180,000 died of, of a combination of COVID and other fatal uh, illnesses, other comorbidities. Last night or yesterday, Tom Seaver passed away, Mets legend, former Red Sox pitcher, Tom Seaver, 75 years old. He died of 
Lewy body dementia, which is one of the worst ways to die. It's brutal. And you can see, learn all about it from, uh, from Robin Williams. Uh, there's, I think Netflix has a new special on uh, the, the demise, the death of Robin Williams, who died of the same thing. It's, it involves hallucinations and nightmares. It's just brutal. And COVID. So Tom Seaver died of Lewy body dementia and uh, coronavirus. Does that count? As a coronavirus, of course death. it does. Of course, of course that counts. yes, but but trust me, it's not it's not a big. If it if it accelerated it for him, that's a good thing because yeah. living as as Robin Williams showed, he couldn't live with it. He killed himself. He couldn't take it anymore. But the idea, and and this is amazing to me. Trump retweeted something about the the CDC's uh, revised numbers, and the New York Times called it a like wacky or nutty conspiracy theory. The CDC report. That the average uh, decedent, the average uh, person who died allegedly of COVID uh, had two and a half, 2.5 other fatal conditions, other comorbidities. It's a big, it's a big lie. It's not, uh, it's not uh, killing hundreds of thousands of people. It's not killing anybody, literally anybody who's young and healthy when they get it. And, and some for somehow, and you see it. You write about it. Somehow they're continuing to perpetuate this myth. And I know why. We know why. They want to stop Trump. Teachers, teachers unions don't want to go back to work. They want to keep the vacation going. So they're going to continue this lie. That's why all have to- right now, Jerry. It's like my kids are in there watching Papa Pig because, you know, the wife is at work and my daughter should be in school right now, but she's not. So she's watching Peppa Pig. It's disgusting. It's it's, it's incredible. And I, and I wonder, I guess I, I don't wonder. I know when it's all going to change, November. I know what this is all about. But it amazes me how many lemmings, how many people just blindly follow and think, you know, if, if they get the virus. Smart people. I know some smart people in their, you know, 30s and 40s who think, uh, or even in 20s, you know, my kid's age, they, they're, they're friends of my daughter, and they think, that if they get the virus, they might die. If they get the virus, you know, the world's going to end. And I'm like, have you read up? But you know no. what they do? These these are generally, they're not, you know, smart, conservative people like you and me. These are exactly. people who are literally getting their news from John Oliver. And Ooh, so they exactly. think, they're so good. So they think that, you know, this is much, much worse than it is. And what happened when the CDC report came out is obviously Trump, you know, ran with it. You and I talked about it. And the the liberal media, which is most of the media, went into overdrive to suppress it, to stop it from getting out there. Not some report from, you know, uh, uh, Scott Atlas or some report from, uh, you know, some right wing think tank from the CDC. And they said, and, and as you see know, who has COVID now? I saw the, the Rock has COVID, Jerry. He was Rock, on there yesterday. The, the Rock, like pure, family, pure, right? And he's like, my whole. And he's on, he went on there yesterday and he's like, like this whole, I've, I've, I've been through a lot in my life. I've played football. I've done this, but we've never had a challenge quite like this. My wife and my kids have coronavirus. Have, have, have a cold. <laughs> yeah. They, nothing's going to happen to them. Like they, they probably don't even have a cold, Jerry. Most people who get COVID don't even know they had it. I mean, it's the weakest disease I've ever, it's the weirdest disease because it can be so deadly to you if you are extremely vulnerable, but if you are sick, Nothing like the cold is more 
dangerous and more just annoying to your lifestyle than COVID is. It does, you don't even know you have it. For crying and out loud. Think about it. You mentioned it earlier, football players, NFL players. I mean, these are the most fearless warriors we have in sports. I mean, these guys take the field knowing they could, you know, end up like Alex Smith with, you know, 27 surgeries and s- snapping their femur. They can end up like Daryl Stingley or Dennis Bird. They can end up in a wheelchair. They, these guys don't for a second think, <laughs> if they're being honest, think I better not go play. I better not go back to work because I might get the flu. It is the, it, and the other thing I think the CDC report and more, just more information has done as exposed people like Kevin Warren, the uh, commissioner of the Big Ten, and you know uh, uh, other school presidents and chancellors and deans and, and athletic directors, I mean, we now know Kevin Warren is a, a political hack who wants to stop Trump, like a lot of academics. He wants Didn't to stop with Trump. Didn't he meet with Trump the other day? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Clay Travis set up a phone call, and, tr- and Trump talked about it, said it was a good phone call. He, he, he wants the Big Ten back. The pressure is on. The Big Ten is coming back. The, I think the big lie, I think this is a great story, and it's not because, you know, we get to watch, you know, Michigan, Ohio State. It's because these people, Kevin Warren and others, were exposed. Wouldn't you agree that that – they weren't doing this for safety reasons. We all know that, right? They weren't doing this for health to keep, you know, Justin Fields healthy. They weren't. They were doing it for political reasons, just like a lot of academics, principals, superintendents are keeping kids out of school, not for the kids, not for safety, for political reasons. So when this report came out, I think it was a great move for Trump to talk to him because he will he just is putting the pressure directly on the guy who's responsible for the Big Ten not playing like this weekend. He's putting it right on him. The parents are helping, by the way. You saw that big protest uh, from the parents of the players in the Big Ten. I think it comes back in October and plays, I don't know, 10 games maybe, ends in December, and there will be very little uh, problem, as you know. I mean, there's been no problems with the NHL, the, the NBA, MLB. There's been no great outbreak. Um, what's, uh, again, with Clay Travis, he compiled a list of all the, the, he calls them the Corona bros, all the people who said we're all going to die if they play football. And it's like every, every one of these mainstream media football writers was saying we can't have football and they don't really know why they just, they just don't want any of us to return to a normal life. We are, it's happening and they can't stand it. You know, they can't stand the fact that. 19-year-old kids are going to go out and play football on Saturday. It's, 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 it's no, but it's they really can't see in the fact, really. Jerry, that Trump will get credited with the win in this one. That's what they can't stand about this because Trump has been very vocal about the Big Ten playing football. He's not stupid. He knows who's in the Big Ten. Pennsylvania, Minnesota, Iowa, Wisconsin. Ohio, Michigan, Minnesota, Wisconsin. These are swing states, all of them. And it's extremely popular in these states to play college football. It's all right. they have in many cases. And obviously trying to get them to play football again, like going against the wishes of Gretchen Whitmer when she says no football and then getting football is going to be a very popular move in Michigan because they don't care about the Detroit Lions. They are the care about Michigan and Michigan State. So this is a brilliant move on his part and it's going to work out. And it's I mean, it's sad. Think how silly it's going to look like and how silly next week or tonight. There's another the first. uh the first big FBS game, big, well, whatever, South Alabama and whatever it is. Um, 
Uh, and then this weekend, you're going to see Alabama and LSU playing. You're going to see uh, college football all over the country. And people in Michigan, Ohio, and Wisconsin are going, what about us? What about us? These kids, the players are in school. They're at practice. They're in the locker room. They're in the gym. They're, again, you know, they're going to parties. They're playing pickup basketball. They're doing all these things. But Gretchen Whitmer and Kevin Warren will not allow them to actually put the helmet on and go out in the field and play a real game for safety reasons. See, I think it's a great, you're right, a great issue for Trump, not just because they're battleground states, because it is so, it is exposing the lies. It is exposing the agenda. And that is a good thing for all of us. It is kind of about battleground states, because notice he didn't invite the Pac-12 commissioner to the White House, did he? He didn't want to, because he's like, Washington, Oregon, and California. I can't win those states. Yeah, they would tell them I care. And and they don't care about I mean that's that's what this is real. Like obviously people if you go to the Pac twelve, you're not going you're not going there because you know, I mean, I guess they do send some players to the NFL, but you're not it's 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 not a real conference. It's not the same thing as the SEC or the Big Ten or the but Big it is, or it's, Well, actually in California, I think they can't even go to school. We'll get to California. It's yeah. just insane. The California is just an insane place and it's not really America. It's just this. It's, yeah. I mean, we should. They should secede. They really should. But we'll get to California. You're also talking about high school football, which is big in these places. And even if it's not big, you're telling a kid, a 17 year old, 16 year old who lives for football, loves football. You know, that's you know some big kid. That's his life. That's his his identity. That's where he gets his his, his self esteem from football. You're saying you can't play, and the parents and the kids are going, "Why not? Why not?" You can't explain it. You can't say, well, you might get the virus. Well, no, I probably won't. I'm a kid. And if I do, so what? I mean, I think over time, even, you know, even Democrats are are learning the, the truth about this and they are forced to lie. They are forced to continue this cover up. And you can only cover up stuff for so long, right? I mean, you can only lie for so long before everybody gets wind of it. That's the way I look at it. And what that's what Trump has done with the with the focusing on the Big Ten. But he could focus on high school football, which is pretty damn popular in much of the country. Uh it's a it's a winning issue. He's won this. And when you hear again back to Kirk Cousins, when you hear him criticized and, and our friend Alex Reamer wrote a column criticizing him for Forbes, it's it's absurd. He's not talking about, oh, but what about the heart conditions that some people get? They get heart. We, we know this every year before coronavirus. There are kids with heart conditions that are dying every year. They get the flu and it exacerbates their their heart condition. It's happened. It's not uh, it, it's an outlier. It's not something there's not going to be an outbreak of kids with heart conditions if they go play football. It's it's just an absurd. It's a canard. And I think guys like Kirk Coven, Cousins uh, inadvertently are uh, showing the way players feel about this. They're, they're, these guys feel like they're bulletproof anyway. You know, they feel like they're uh, invulnerable but anyway. Why, I mean, how do you explain for time out, how do you explain Dante Hightower and Patrick Chung? How do you explain that then? Well, I, I think guys, some guys I think are using it. They're using it as an excuse to sit out, get uh, guys who are injured, guys like Hightower. Dante Hightower is 30 years old. He wants to take a he wants yes. to spend one of Dante Hightower's career isn't that much longer. He wants to waste a year. He wants to waste a year to heal up. It assures him of uh, uh, whatever coming back next year. They give him enough money to keep, uh, coming back next year healthy, and they just use it as an excuse. Um, 
either that or they're ignorant could be, or both. I mean, they're, I mean, if they think they're going to get the virus and die, don't you think guys like that now are looking and going, I guess I really didn't uh, understand the risk. You know, I, I, I read the New York times, you know, I watched uh, Anderson Cooper. He said I was going to die. And, and they're realizing now uh, that, there was no great risk. They're going to see when the season starts, maybe they'll feel like, damn, I wish I were out there with my teammates, but they're going to see that this was not uh, a, a great risk to their health or their teammates. They're going to say, wow, no, there was no outbreak in the NHL or MLB or NBA or, or college football. We've gone over this before. These colleges are practicing and there's no outbreak. You know, there's, there's, you know, there's no one dropping dead on the practice field for coronavirus. It was a big lie. All of it. Every single thing you heard was a big lie. The mask mandate. I mean, let's, let's get to the big. Let me just, let me just ask something though, quick. And I don't want to play like sports radio for a second, but the Patriots had eight opt-outs. There has to be some kind of like organizational, uh, approach that was taken for them to lead the league in opt-outs like that. What's the next closest? Two? Yeah, I think it was two. I mean, uh, I, I think they made it easy. They encouraged it for some guys. It's a rebuilding year in their mind, and they assure them that they still have them locked up and under contract next year. So it's – it's. And, they and did that before it, Cam Newton too. Yeah. But, it, I mean, the idea that, that they're tanking – the, the silliest idea, the silliest suggestion was that they were tanking for Trevor. They were never – going to tank for Trevor. I mean, the Jacksonville Jaguars, my team, you know, my man, Tyler Eifert's team, they're tanking for Trevor. Uh, they, you know, they just cut Leonard Fournette. They got rid of Jalen Ramsey. They're tanking for Trevor. Good luck to them. I'm a big Jags fan, but the Patriots, I mean, you're going to have to win two games or one game or no games. That's what it takes. Zero, one, probably maybe two to get Trevor. Does anyone think Bill Belichick, whether Cam Newton were here or not, is going to win one game? <laughs> It doesn't have it in it's him. Absurd. He, he was never, him. ever. And his division is still lousy. Uh, there was no way he was ever tanking for Trevor. It wasn't going to happen. It isn't going to happen. But, you know, uh, I think. He had, he had to go on some kind of rant to say expectations aren't high. So if you want to take the year off and take care of yourself, go ahead. Like he had to say. Right. That was it. exactly. That was yeah. it. When they said, if you feel safer doing it, do it, you know, and then we got you locked up for another year. And most of the guys who did it, you know, they would mention, like Chung mentioned his father, who's like 80 or something. Most of the guys who did it are, you know, injury prone, banged up. Guys, you know, the high tower and Chung, these guys are hurt all the time. They're looking at it as a chance to heal their body, make a, you know, get a little advance on their, their contract for next year and just play another year on the back end. It's, How old is Chung? He's old as hell. Yeah, he's, well, we can uh, look that up right now if you'd like. Or to take a year off. It's crazy. What, you he don't think do, right, sell cocaine? Didn't he? Remember, he got arrested for cocaine. Yes. Whatever happened with that? Nothing. It was amazing and nothing. Uh, uh, but he's he's the one. You know, he thinks that he's protecting his eighty-year-old father. I think you know, uh, Colin's right. I think they encourage him take a year off, heal up. You know, get back, come back next year stronger. He is thirty-three. Just turned thirty-three. I don't know how, uh, how much longer he can play, but he probably, you know, wakes up sore and banged up and says, I could use a year to heal up. Maybe maybe they'll all regret it. Maybe they'll all watch the, game, the first game next week and say, damn, I wish I were out there with my teammates. But um, it, I think that's going to happen. I think that's already happened with, you know, NHL and NBA guys and baseball, you know, like David Price saying, oh, I'm looking out for my family. A freaking pitcher 
plays once every five days baseball, doesn't touch anybody. And he thinks that he's looking out for his family by not going to work. I mean, it's, 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 there's two kinds of people, right? Those who are falling for the big lie, those who are being played. And then there are the skeptics, the healthy skeptics like you and me and, and, you know, like people like Kirk Cousins who are paying attention and understand there's no risk. And well, it's summertime. It's crazy hot outside. And we all know that we should drink more water, especially in the summer. But by the time you're feeling thirsty, it's too late. You're already dehydrated and you can't focus. You feel tired. Well, drinking enough water is critical for a healthy lifestyle. It increases your brain power and boosts your productivity. It prevents headaches and increases your focus. It improves your skin and your mood. It helps your digestion and it gives you energy. It can even help you lose weight. But how much water should you drink every day? Ten cups? A gallon? The good news is it doesn't have to be so complicated. That's why I start my day with Hydrant. Hydrant helps you hydrate faster. Simple. Hydrant has created a refreshing electrolyte powder that you mix directly in the water to more efficiently and effectively hydrate your body. It hydrates you quickly and keeps you going longer. Each rapid hydration mix has four essential electrolytes that your body needs sodium potassium magnesium and zinc and it packs a punch to help your body hydrate fast and stay hydrated and hydrant is backed by research the formula was developed by an oxford scientist and it's loved by pro athletes top performers celebrities and has thousands of five-star reviews it's made with real fruit juice powder and it comes in a variety of flavors including new summer friendly iced tea lemonade and fruit punch I, my favorite, I got, them all, I got them all. My favorite's blood orange. I like the blood orange. Sounds uh, weird, but it's good stuff. It, Hydrant starts at just a buck a packet for a 30-day supply. Save even more with a monthly subscription. We've got a special deal for our listeners to save 25% off your first order. Go to drinkhydrant.com slash Callahan to enter our promo code Callahan at checkout. That's drink hydrant.com slash Callahan and enter promo code Callahan for 25% off your first order. Drink hydrant.com slash Callahan and enter promo code Callahan to save 25%. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. There's uh, a few turning points. There's not just one turning point, but there's a few turning points. And I think yesterday when that Nancy Pelosi story broke, and I can't speak for you know every media outlet. I'm not sure how hard CNN and Washington Post are working to cover it up or cover for her. I'm sure they're working hard. But if you're paying attention to the news, if you're watching that video, reading that story, you understand just how much the American public is being played by the powers that be. This is the greatest example of, of, of liberal hypocrisy, the greatest example of privilege and power you will ever see. Nancy Pelosi, just a few days ago, was ripping Donald Trump for not wearing a mask. She was saying, if you don't wear a mask, you know, you're putting all our lives in jeopardy. It was a big lie, just like most of the, you know, the uh, political speeches that we've heard about the masks and about the virus. She was lying to you. She is a liar and a hypocrite. And I got to say, it was great to see her. This this salon owner, her name is Erica Kios. Her life is ruined, but she did a great service for the country. Uh, would you agree uh, sharing that video? Yeah, yeah. I mean, she, she was on Tucker last night, too. You saw that? Yes. 
Yes, and, she said she said she's being harassed, death threats, Yelp reviews destroying her. I mean, it is amazing how little sympathy, isn't it, that these big, powerful liberals have for small business owners? Isn't it amazing? I, I see. I'm kind of confused about the story. So she owns the salon, right? She's the salon yes. owner. And what? Some rogue employee just broke in there and did Nancy Pelosi's hair? Nope. She has contractors who work for her. That's the way it works for some salon owners. The, yeah. the stylists are, you know, independent contractors. And but she gives them all the key so they can go in whenever they want. Yeah, yes, they, they, they rent a seat from her. Right. They rent a right, seat. Yeah, but usually the owner and all this stuff. So she. But here's the thing: is that not only is Nancy Pelosi a liar, she's a hypocrite, and she is a really petty person. I mean, accusing it of uh, um, the, the stylist is defending Pelosi because she or he is that guy you see walking behind her in the in the video. And he's come out and said, you know, it was a setup. How absurd is it? And because he's afraid of his life, if he comes out and attacks Pelosi in San Francisco, well, his career is over, too. He's just covering his ass. But the salon owner, Erica Kios, if you're not paying attention She's ruined, but she said she was close to ruin, close to being ruined anyway because of lockdown. So she, the the idea, so Nancy Pelosi comes in, shows that she's a liar and a hypocrite, doesn't wear a mask, doesn't mind going in there and not social distancing and getting her hair done when the salon by by law or by by edict is closed, like all salons in San Francisco, uh, in San Francisco County and most of California. So she she knew that. She knew she was breaking the law. Then she comes out and says, oh, I thought it was perfectly legal. She is a liar. If she looked in the cameras and said, oh, we thought it was fine. We asked. And they said it was okay. She said she was all, I was the only one in there, she said. Right. But you see, she's not. I mean, she, she's not. She's the only one not wearing a mask, by the way. And she says, yeah, so they, I wasn't wearing the a mask. The mask, was- mask is these people who nobody actually believes that the mass savior, we know that because every time these guys get caught with the mic, with the camera, not looking, I remember a few months ago, Caitlin Collins from CNN, they yeah, had her on tape. As soon as the Trump press conference ended, first thing rips her right off. That's what they do when no one's looking. Cause nobody believes this. It's all just like performative. You do it. Cause everyone else is doing it. How about the uh, great Janice Dean tweeted out a picture of Andrew Cuomo a couple of days ago in uh, outside with his daughter. Daughter had the mask and Cuomo did not. Cuomo, the biggest. Where was that? It was right in Manhattan, I believe. They were right in like somewhere he just in walks around. Andrew Cuomo just walks around Manhattan? Yes, he can do that, but, you know, uh, unless he gets confronted by someone whose parents were that he murdered. But uh, he uh, will get to Cuomo. He says Trump can't. Trump had better not come to New York or he's going to get hurt. I mean, I, I hope the Secret Service is banging on Cuomo's door right now, waking him up for a little conversation. But we'll get to that. I got to get back to Nancy Pelosi because I know, again, they, they're going to cover for her. The media will, will will have her back. They'll circle the wagons and have her back. But this is so despicable. She goes in there, breaks all the rules, and then claims she didn't know. She didn't know. You tell me this. Tell me this. Does anybody? And she spent most of her time recently in the district, not you know in Washington. She's been in San Francisco. Do you know anybody who doesn't know the rules as far as Haircuts go. I mean, no. restaurants, there's certain things that you're not sure about. Like I was in a car dealer recently and I'm looking around and go, do I have to wear a mask when I walk in a car dealer or, you know, outside looking at cars, you know, with my daughter, am I supposed to wear? That's a little uh, nebulous. But the idea that, she, what you know, our hair salons are here, are barbers open or not? 
Does anybody you know not know that? I've been there many over the years. I've been there many times. I appreciate I appreciate the question. And let me just say this. I take responsibility for trusting uh, the word of a neighborhood salon that I've been to over the years many times. And that um, when they said, well, we're able to accommodate people one person at a time and that we can set up that time, I trusted that. As it turns out, it was a setup. So I take responsibility for falling for a setup. And that's all I'm going to say on that. Jerry, uh, you wish she was on your team, don't you? I, uh, she is just vile. I want I want to break this down. On, it, it's just so despicable on so many levels. First but of don't all, don't you have to respect it though? <laughs> respect like, the hustle. Fighters like that on our team. Yes, that, yes, yes. She is, she is vile and she is vicious, and she says, "Don't believe your lying eyes. Believe what I tell you." But I want to break this down because it's, it's so absurd on so many levels. First of all, whoever gets a haircut or a blowout or whatever they call it. Um, where it's not one-on-one. -on -one. She said, you're allowed to do it one-on-one. -on -one. What other way is there to do it? You have, I mean, maybe she's used to having three people, you know, someone's doing her toes and someone's doing her fingernails and getting a picture. That. But, but generally when you get a haircut, Aiden, you know, whether you're a man or a woman or a queen like that, um, you um, are one-on-one. -on -one. Again, ask your wife, ask your, your, your mother, does anybody not know whether it's legal to go to a salon or not in their hometown, the place they've lived, a place they've gone. She knew she was breaking no, the rules. Everybody knows so she's rules. lying. Uh, first of all, she's lying about that. Yeah. We know she's lying about that. She Then she says, of course, I didn't wear a mask. I was getting my hair washed. Um, uh, uh, do you? She says to the media guy, says, do you wear a mask when you get your hair washed? The answer to that is yes. I don't get my hair washed, but I get my hair cut. And I see the other people getting hair and they have to wear a mask. They wear a mask the whole time. You have to. The the hair cutters, the stylists do it, the cashier, everybody has to. She knows that. She doesn't care. She knows masks are useless. And she showed it by her actions, not her words. But we got to get to the setup part. Consider this, how despicable this person is. I was set up. She's accusing this salon owner who is pretty much ruined. Her life savings is gone. Her life is over because of these this mandate, because of the, the tyrants like her, like Pelosi, shutting down small businesses for political reasons. I don't blame Erica Kios one bit for releasing this tape and showing what a hypocrite Pelosi is. It was beautiful. I, I hope she survives. I hope she, there's a GoFundMe for her because her business is over. But how exactly would you set her up? Did they call her and say, come on in for a haircut? No. She called them, or her assistant called them, so she needs a haircut. So she goes in there. There are cameras. There's always cameras, according to the owner. Everything is videotaped. They see what a hypocrite she is, and she shows someone, and it breaks, and it's public, and everyone uh, gets to see what a hypocrite. So how exactly was she set up? The word, I mean, set up? Where's the setup? But it's she knows she, she, she comes out with an answer like that, Jerry, because she knows she'll get away with it. She knows her team will right. actually appreciate that, that you don't cower to the right. And cause there's no, you can't give the right, any victories. And that's what you want as the leader of your team. Somebody who's just vicious and ruthless and awful. That is Nancy Pelosi. <laughs> there's a reason that she's the leader of the party. Yes. I, I, I often wonder that I look, I was just looking for the amount of votes she got. 
She's in a radical district. She couldn't get elected. I mean, if she ran nationally for anything or, or even statewide, she probably wouldn't get elected, although California's pretty nuts now. But she couldn't get elected in virtually any other state, any other district, any other office. And yet she's the most powerful, the, you know, the second most yeah, powerful I mean, person in the country. Hear her. They get her. We get Paul Ryan. Right. Enough said. And, and she wouldn't be in the position she's in if they didn't fight so dirty. The reason she's... Speaker of the House is the Russian uh, hoax uh, that that tarnished the president and and uh, drove a lot of the turnout in the midterms and got the House to flip. They lied about Trump. They lied about Kavanaugh. They sullied, uh, you know, the president, and it worked. It got uh, they flipped the House, and she became Speaker. And she shows her true colors. I find it amazing, though, that. Even liberals don't look at that with disdain, that this woman that you can't get a haircut, but she can. You have to wear a mask, but she doesn't. And then when she gets caught, she blames the salon owner for setting her up. And she doesn't take any further questions like, how exactly did the set up work, ma'am? What the hell are you talking about? Set up. I mean, I, I will criticize the salon for one thing. They didn't do a great job. She still looks hideous. But anyway, um, <laughs> she, she really is the closest thing we have to Marie Antoinette. Yes. I mean, she is, yes. she is that person. She just doesn't care. She does it because she can get away with it. She lives in, like you said, a radical, she has no chance of losing whatsoever. And when you have no chance of losing, that's how you get people like AOC, Ilan right. Omar. I mean, those are the people that have no chance, the most radical famous ones on the left, because they can do whatever they want. I mean, I'm, I'm going to do this every day because it's driving me nuts. It's uh, <clears throat> it's kind of personal Yesterday, a good friend uh, lost her business. I'm not gonna. I can't do it. Get into any details, but we. It became personal for a lot of Boston, you know, sports writers and media people when the Fours, a very popular sports bar, announced that they're going under. Was it? They was it Jen Royal? Uh, they can't hang on. It. Oh. Uh, it is not Jen Royal. Okay. Uh, I really don't know her. I know but, you guys are good friends. No, uh, but it's someone whose life has been ruined by the lockdown, by the insane overreaction to the virus. I think more and more people uh, are finding it's, it's hitting home. Their, their, you know, their local restaurant, their, their, their bar, their gym, their hair salon is going under. And at the same time that their lives, that their friends' lives or their lives are ruined, they're watching what Queen Nancy Pelosi is doing. And they're saying, this is madness. It is utter freaking madness that people like Cuomo, we're, we're, we, I mean, I think that the, the positive on the positive side, we're getting to see what these people are really like, and they are the worst. They are the worst of the worst. I tweeted this out last night because I was watching the news, and they were going from one city to the next, talking to mayors and governors about you know the violence, the looting, the the lockdown, whatever. And I'm saying, one thing we've learned is the local. The Before you drive the all new Nissan Rogue, you gotta ask yourself. How rogue are you going to go? We talking be one with nature in the desert rogue? Go snowshoeing in Alaska rogue? Or take the long way home just because kind of rogue? Just a question. But with five available drive modes, you're sure to find the answer. Go rogue in the all-new, fiercely reimagined 2021 Nissan Rogue. Now with the most standard safety features in its class. See owner's manual for important safety information. Auto Pacific segmentation. 2021 Nissan Rogue versus latest in market competitors. Base models compared. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? 
In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Mayors in most of our cities are just awful people. They're incompetent. They're bad people. I mean, from, uh, from de Blasio to Lori Lightfoot to Ted Wheeler to Marty Walsh to... Uh, Tom Teddy, whatever his name is, to the, uh, Los Angeles, DC, Eric Garcetti. Yeah. You're right. I mean, it is remarkable the people that we've elected to to these offices. They're Don't just, forget Kurt Tony. Kurt Tony, the worst of the worst. <laughs> the guy who's who just wants to control you. He doesn't care if what he's doing is working or stopping the virus. He just wants to control you. That's the way all Andrew Cuomo could be the single most despicable human being in, in who's not, you know, in prison like Zarniev. He's not uh, he should be in prison, but he's not in the whole country. I didn't know that before March. I know that now. Charlie Baker is the Massachusetts governor, is a tyrant who, who it was, it was just flat out cruel. I mean, small business people are begging for mercy, begging you saw that guy who confronted him in the street. He just gave him the back of his hand and said, get lost, bub. The guy whose life is on the line, his life savings is wrapped up in a small business, and he's begging the governor, let but us go back to work. Believe, believe it or not, it can get you. worse, Jerry. I mean, think have you seen what happened in Australia? We have an Australian yes. person in the comments right now. They're, they arrested a woman yesterday for creating for a Facebook group. It's amazing. A pregnant woman. They arrested her and handcuffed her for uh, – she was uh, on Facebook saying that they should protest this insane lockdown. They arrested her. You're right. I mean, it, it is scary. It is dystopian, to use the, the word of the summer. But there's like no mercy for small business. These people, you know, like, like Baker and Cuomo and Whitmer, who don't miss a paycheck, you know, hell, Cuomo just added people to his staff. You know, the, the New York is going, is in, 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 Great trouble. I mean, let's be honest. New York, Boston, all these cities, uh, businesses are going under, and these governors don't give a shit. It's scary, and it's disturbing, and I don't know what to, what you can do about it, and they have the media covering up for them. It's, uh, I don't well, know. Well, they will when they, when they run out of money, which a lot of them have, and now they're going to have to raise taxes, but a lot of the people have fled, the people with all the money have fled right. the state, so there is no money for taxes. And then what they'll do is they'll ask the federal government for money, Trump will say no, and they'll and blame it on Trump's, him. Right. Trump's the, the bad guy. That's and the plan. I, I, That's another reason that I'm so glad that we don't have, you know, Mitt Romney in the White House or or John McCain or Bush or you know, Paul, Paul, Paul Ryan type. Because they would. They'd send a check to all these cities that were destroyed by left wing, by Biden voters. Uh, they'd be, you know, uh, passing out the money just so they would avoid bad press. They don't want to be viewed as some callous guy who doesn't care about the inner city. He has to. I mean, Trump went to Kenosha. It was a brilliant move. And he didn't meet with Jacob Blake's family. Today, Biden, who said Trump shouldn't go to Kenosha, is going to Kenosha. He's going to meet with Jacob Blake's family. You won't hear about this. Oh, did you see the Breitbart story yesterday about, about Jacob Blake's, Blake's father? He's going to meet with Jacob Blake's father, who, if you haven't heard, and I'm sure you haven't, is a vile anti-Semite. Can I can I read some of his Facebook posts? Yeah, read some of his Facebook posts, okay. which I, 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 hold, on. hold on. You're allowed to do this on Facebook. You're not allowed to defend J, uh, Kyle Rittenhouse, but you are allowed or, or say that lockdowns are bad. 
but on Facebook, you were allowed to do what Jacob Blake Sr. did. Go ahead. Yep. Here's some of his uh, more famous posts. Um, a Jew can't tell me shit, period. Okay. Um, the same pink toe Jewish people that control the interest rate control the media. They control minds and money. The Jewish media picks and chooses who is a terrorist and who's not. A cracker Jew can do whatever to a white woman for years, but let a jig try it. Uh, <laughs> it goes on and on. Uh, young black uh, racial you know, Farrakhan stuff. He's got a picture of Jesus yes, in the toilet. They, Another one. Here's one. Kamala Harris. They have you goofies fooled, but not me. He's got a picture I mean, of This you, is the guy. You, that, you, you blew over that one. He's a picture of Jesus in the toilet. Uh, he tweets that out. And he tweets out, like, great praise for Farrakhan. That's the I'm guy meeting with Joe Biden today. Uh, can you imagine if this were some Trump supporter uh, and, and that kind of stuff was on his Facebook page, can you imagine, do you think CNN would do anything else today, but show you that picture of Jesus in the toilet? Um, I mean, it, it's amazing and, and good. This is what you want. Good. I'm glad Breitbart put the story out there. They'll try to suppress it. Of course, on social media, try to limit its influence, but people will see it. And this is who, I mean, Trump is going to meet with law enforcement officers who are working class people don't commit crimes. They go to work every day. They contribute to society. And Biden is going to meet with this anti-Semitic douchebag who raised an animal. I'm sorry. If you're, if you're acting like Jacob Blake was, you screwed up as a parent. Okay. You should bow your head in shame for the job you did as a parent. And that he's just whining about Trump's fault, blah, blah, blah. You're a horrible person. Go ahead. I want that to be the Biden coalition. That's fine with uh, me. I, and, and I love the criticism of Trump for not meeting with this guy. I mean, I don't even know if he knew about these Facebook posts or not. You, you want to meet with this guy, a Farrakhan supporter? You didn't know what that. I mean, Trump, all Trump, I'm sure Kaylee McEnany, God bless her. I'm sure she's in his ear. I'm sure because she follows this stuff more than we do. And Donald Trump Jr., they, they know what's going on. And they know they're looking at conservative Twitter and they're seeing that the word is out. We all know about Jacob Blake's past. So there's no, there's no reason to meet with this family. You don't have to pretend to care about this guy. Uh, you know, this stuff better than I do. This, uh, this, uh, rate, racist, anti-Semitic lexicon. What's a pink toed Jew? I, I tweets, don't know. He posts, okay. he posts, here's a Facebook post about the pink toed Jews. I don't, we all have pink toes. Kind of? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean? Any guesses? Kind? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, I mean, sounds bad though, man. Oh no, the pink toed Jew. I mean, he this guy is vile. He's just like his son. I mean, he's he's a bad guy. And Biden is going to have a photo up, you know, hugging him today. Good luck with that, uh, Joe. Good luck with that, Joe Hyden, which is the nickname Trump settled on. Joe Hyden. I don't like it. I don't. Hyden like Biden. I like what you said. Hyden Biden is much better than much Joe better. Hyden. Uh, but I. Uh, I like doing this, uh, you know, some I, people I can clarify the pink toe if you'd like. Oh, you can actually. Yeah, yeah. Like just is uh, bringing something to the table here. Yeah. Just, what, uh, what it, is, this is what Jacob Blake Sr. is tweeting or Facebooking about pink toe Jews. Now tell us, what is a pink toe Jew? Uh, well, they use it mostly on Snapchat, WhatsApp, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And it just refers to a white girl. And that's it. it oh, okay. White, so, a white girl. He is obsessed with the white like white Jesus, he, he, that's why he put Jesus in the toilet, because it was a white Jesus. I mean, I think this guy has a lot to offer. I don't know about you guys. I think he's going to, I think he's a uniter, not a divider. I think today's going to go well. Uh, but I want to get to Facebook too, because that's amazing. All that stuff you just read is on Facebook. You know what's not on Facebook? 
Um, anything from Kyle Rittenhouse's lawyers, his legal team has been banned from Facebook. If you say, if you state the obvious, if you state a fact, which is Kyle Rittenhouse was acting in self-defense, that is an indisputable fact. It's not, you know, admitted to on CNN or on New York Times or Boston Globe, but it's a fact. You've seen the video, right, Aiden? You've seen it, of course. I mean, there's no doubt about it. The, the first it one, they're, they're going to say the second one's obvious self-defense when he shot the guys and he's on the ground. They're, they're going to say the first one was not because he was running away and it seems like he's cornered there and then he turns around and the guy's charging at him and he shoots. But again, who runs after a guy with an AR-15? What are you doing? And, and I love the criticism that, oh, he shouldn't have been there. Well, he was there. He was yep. allowed to be there by law. That You got to get yeah. past that. Why should he not have been there, but the rioters should? How does that? Because because the rioters, yeah, don't you understand, are doing it for the dignity, affirming. Here's what Ayanna Presley said. They're there affirming the dignity of black lives. Oh, he, right, 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 he's right, a white right. supremacist terrorist. By the way, Ayanna Presley is on the list. Uh, his lawyers have uh, compiling a list of people who defamed and slandered him. This is the same lawyer who got Nick Sandman a big payout. Yeah. And Richard Jewell as well got a big payout uh, for his client who's not a public figure. You can't just say things like that about him, uh, Ayanna Presley. They're coming for you once he's acquitted or once the charges are dropped, and they will be. But I find it amazing. They banned this guy, as you know well, Mark Dice, uh, from posting a video showing Kyle Rittenhouse with his little medical kit tending to some wounded people at the riot. That's all. There was like no commentary. It was just a video. He got that, that taken down and his uh, account suspended because Mark Zuckerberg has decided that Kyle Rittenhouse is a, what does he call him? A shooter, a mass shooter, a mass murderer or something. That's okay. But if you say it might have been in self-defense, you get the post Ooh, taken down. No, no, absolutely not. I can't be having that. What if, what if they I, said it's good that he killed pink toe Jews? Could you do that? I mean, well, can I be a, first of all, I invented Facebook censorship. I've been people, conservatives are just figuring out about it now. Followers of turtle boy know that this has been happening to us since 2016. We've had page after page shut down. I've, I mean, I mean, I got shut down. I got shut down because I changed my profile picture to a Yarmouth police badge. Uh, honoring Sean Gannon when he was murdered in the line of duty. He had like the, you know, the thin blue line through it. I got suspended for that because it was promoting sexual violence. So I've been getting, I, I feel somewhat sympathy for these conservatives, but kind of not because it's like one of the, like, where were you from for turtle boy? You didn't speak out for the little guy and I'm supposed to feel bad for Mark Dice now. Well, no, well, Mark Dice is lashing out at all conservatives and Fox news because they won't uh, report this. And it's, it's a good question. Don't you think it's a good story for a Fox News show for, for Hannity or Tucker when they – and Tucker's done a lot of big tech censorship segments, and he's done a lot of great stuff lately. He's, he's on a roll. But the lawyers, very prominent lawyers for Rittenhouse, can't post on Facebook anything about their client because Mark Zuckerberg has decided he's guilty. That is insane. Ann Coulter has been suspended from Twitter – for saying she wants Kyle Rittenhouse to run for president. I mean, that's just a snarky wisecrack from Ann Coulter. And she can't, I mean, suspended from Twitter, not uh, Facebook. Tom, it, it's I mean, election meddling, Jerry. That's what this is. These people have influence on the election. They, 
they have they have millions of followers. They can share stories that other and information and stuff like they they can share the Jacob Blake dad story that gets out there and people find out that you know uh, Biden's meeting with this anti semite that might cost them fifty votes, let's say in Wisconsin, something like that. So social media now these the tech gods have the ability to restrict the flow of information, which can then affect how people vote and they're. Meanwhile, they're the ones whining about Russians affecting the election. They're the one that Jack Dorsey is a million times more influential than Vladimir Putin. No, no, no question. More influential than anybody when you think about it. And it's they're not even shy about it. They're not even subtle about it now. I mean, they're not just picking and choosing guys like like Turtle Boy. Uh, they're, they're going after big fish. You know, they're they're censoring the president of the United States. And I shudder to think, I mean, could you imagine? What's going to happen if Biden wins and they flip the Senate and they have the House? Your any desire to any desire to bring big tech, uh, put them under oath and question them? That's over. That's over. No, but but no, time out. I disagree. First of all, Elizabeth Warren has been one of the good guys on this issue going after big tech. And whereas a lot of people on the right, Jerry, it's kind of like divided. The reason this is going nowhere is because the right's divided on this. You have the smart ones, the people like Tucker who get it. People like, you know, the younger guys. And then you have the old fogies who don't understand how the internet works. And they don't, and, and their entire, they've just been trained their entire life as conservatives to go regulation, bad, big business, good monopolies. Good. Saw, we must saw, not restrict them. And, and that's what this is. And they're looking at it like we can't regulate Facebook because their regulations evil. It's like you, that's a losing strategy. Well, you saw when they had Mark Zuckerberg there and that idiot from Wisconsin, Sensenbrenner, was uh, questioning him, grilling him because somebody got uh, uh, Trump got uh, censored or got uh, suspended from Twitter. So he's grilling Zuckerberg, <laughs> who's Facebook. Yeah. He doesn't even know the difference. Yeah, that guy was great. And, that, and, that, I see- and, and you know, that's you'll see more of that. But I just think, uh, you know, Warren might be an outlier, but I think you're going to you're not going to see a lot of hearings about big tech censorship if they control both houses and the White House. And they'll say, you know, the libertarians who are just cancer, by the way, don't just don't get me started on libertarians. They will tell you, you know, just build your own Facebook. You, know, just right. build your own Twitter. <laughs> oh, I should, you know what I should do, Jerry? I should just build my own Internet and all, I should build my own road. I should build all my infrastructure. I should build my own phones. I should build everything. What are you talking about? These are monopolies. You can't build a platform that 2.6 billion people are on. That's what's called a monopoly. They are a monopoly. And, and if Teddy Roosevelt were alive today, he'd be hitting Mark Zuckerberg over the head with his big stick and breaking him into 50 small pieces. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, you're right. And the, the, but the winning argument is about publisher or not a publisher. They've made it clear uh, as, as, as Tucker points out all the time, and you've, you've, you've explained this before, but the reason they get away with it is because they're not a publisher. You know, they're just like, uh, you know, the post office. They're just delivering the mail. You know, they're, they're not they're a platform, which is a flat out lie. We know that now we know they uh, have a political agenda. They should lose that special carve out. They should not be allowed to claim they're not a publisher. I don't know how that ends. But I think it ends a lot quicker if Republicans control the House and the Senate and the White House. Uh, just, you know, maybe those old guys move on. Maybe the younger guys, the Josh Hawley's and, uh, you know, and the, and the Tom Cotton's, they understand it better than Sensenbrenner and these other yeah. old fools. And, and Somebody Mr. says in the comments, we should call up Shiva and just invent the Internet. <laughs> My guy. <laughs> <laughs> 
who's coming on the live show today. Okay, I'll let you. I'll let you tease that. I'll let you tease that. And I want to get to. Uh, I go back to Cuomo too because I cannot believe what that scumbag said. But uh, first, I want to tell you about Shake Concrete. Shake Concrete is a great company, a fourth generation owned and operated business that's working hard day in and day out to be your trusted precast concrete partner. They're a local company, but they're all over New England. They have four state-of-the-art manufacturing facilities, and they're hiring at all of them. If you're a contractor, let me tell you, some of the products shake and deliver to your job site ready for installation. Water and wastewater products, underwater stormwater systems, uh, stairs and bulkheads, deck footings, electrical and communication products. The list goes on and on. These guys at Shake can do it all. If you're an engineer, even better. Shake can help you design your next product. Shake can sit down with you. They got a bunch of smart little wonky engineers on the payroll, and those guys can help you design your next project. Give them a call for more information or for an estimate, or just log on to shadegonecreek.com. And you know what else you can do? You can check out the Precast Podcast. It's a podcast about the business, the best precast podcast out there. And you can learn more about their products. You can learn more about that business. If you listen to the Precast Podcast, you can check it all out at shakeconcrete.com. And if you want a job, looking for a job, send me a resume at jobs at shakeconcrete.com. What uh, what uh, category I, is, does the Precast Podcast fall within? That's a good Apple. question. I don't know. Look, it's, I think it's top of the Apple charts. You know, overall, it's right there behind Joe Rogan. I want We talked about Joe Rogan yesterday. I want to get the Turtle Boys take because this is amazing. So we, we're talking about big tech censorship. Spotify, who, who, I, I get confused. Spotify is owned by whom? Uh, Spotify is owned by Spotify. I have no idea. Venture capital firm. Spotify is owned by Spotify. They're a, a Silicon Valley company, correct? Uh, I think they're... I mean, we can check that. Whatever. They're, you know, they're a typical liberal big tech company. Yep. Uh, you know, their CEO probably makes $100 billion a year and eats like tree bark and, you know... Uh, does yoga six hours a day and goes to retreats in India and you know one of these weirdos like Jack Dorsey like like uh, all the you know Zuckerberg and all of them they're all weirdos but they're all very very powerful they buy uh, Joe Rogan Joe Rogan's a guy who was I mean he he was his own man he's he does his own thing and he did not get uh, he, he was not censored in any way. As far as we know, Joe Rogan said one time, I think it cost him millions to continue to use the C word, which I'm not going to use here, but he uses it. And, you know, it may, he maintained sort of a badass image, a sort of a, a rogue image. And then he sold to Spotify and you're saying, wow, he's really going to have the power now because he had some juice and he had some leverage and they paid a hundred million dollars and he's going to do whatever he wants. Right. First day at Spotify, they take down all the interviews he did with controversial, you know, I, I guess they're conservatives. D, um, Alex Jones is just a lunatic. Milo Yiannopoulos and others. They take the them Milo down. Milo one was down too? I Milo was down. And I'm thinking, first of all, Alex Jones is the most entertaining one I've ever heard. He's a lunatic. But he is. I have, have no idea how hilarious he was until he confronted Oliver Darcy. Out there. Have you ever seen that? That's what got him kicked off of Twitter. He went on Periscope and confronted Oliver Darcy outside of the Kavanaugh hearing a couple of years ago. Last time I was in DC, when I was at DC for the, I went to the inauguration and just in the crowd at uh, 
and we were hanging around that night, just walking around DC, which I love to do. He was out there and his followers were all around him. And he was ranting and raving. And I'm, I'm explaining to my wife, I said, this, you got to check this guy out. This is Alex Jones. And he had a camera guy following him around. And I'm saying, he's just a conspiracy nut. Uh, but, and I would, never, I would never, I would never, you know, listen to him or follow him, you know, religion, yeah. but I would, but I would laugh. You're right. I would laugh. And when I heard he's the, funny. He's the so Rogan funny. thing, I don't know if funny. Funny or not, but he's hilarious. I hate conspiracy theories as a rule. And I hate space. I don't like people talking about space aliens, but he does it so passionately. And so, you know, forcefully you can't stop listening. And so, this, I would think, if people wanted to check out Joe Rogan on Spotify, it'd be one of the first ones they would go to, but they can't because somebody at Spotify, that guy eating the, eating the tree bark and, and, and doing uh, meditation all day, that guy said, I don't like Alex Jones. Take that down. And either they're business people or they're not. If you're a businessman, you're running and you want to put the best stuff up on Spotify, why don't you just put your politics aside, your hate aside, and put it up there? Well, hold on. Yeah. I thought the whole purpose of going to Spotify was to avoid censorship that was happening on YouTube. That's was my point. I I didn't explain it as well as I could, but you're right. He was was looking to avoid being answering to anybody. He was looking for independence. Yes. So who was betrayed? Was was Rogan betrayed or did Rogan know this guy? I I asked that yesterday. I tweeted that and said, what does Rogan think about this? Have we gotten an answer yet? We have not gotten an answer, but here's, and this isn't a sexy defense in any way, but the reality is Spotify is going to make money on new episodes of Joe Rogan. They, even though they're carrying the back catalog and maybe they'll get subscribers for the service because of the back catalog, they're not necessarily making new money off of old episodes. So if they raise a problem with some of the episodes in the catalog, if you're Joe Rogan, you say, all right, I don't give a shit. It's on my YouTube page where I make money off that anyway. So do whatever you want. It's not a big deal. I'm just saying that could be Joe Rogan. Does that mean Alex Jones can't come on anymore? Is he banned? That's that's a question. That would, be, that would be shit. Like, then Rogan is a hypocrite, right? So if Rogan wants to have right. uh, him on He's again. He's a recurring guest. He's been on many times. Which actually would be an unbelievable marketing idea. That's why I'm kind of, uh, you want to talk about conspiracy theories. I'm kind of thinking it's a, it's a little bit of a marketing move because they knew this would create a little buzz. Maybe he gets Alex Ooh. Jones back on and he gets huge numbers again. And then Spotify makes actual dollars off that deal. Ooh, Just that's that. a good one. I like. I don't like conspiracy theories in general, but uh, that's a good one. Do uh, you think they did that for for a buzz? And they will relent, and they will say, you know, Rogan's his own man. Uh, he wins. He can have whoever he wants, and we won't pull it down. Um, I, there's a bunch of stories. I'm looking to see who else um, who else they uh, yanked uh, other than Milo and. Uh, a couple of comedians that uh, have some. I don't, right, I don't, oh, Gavin well, McGinnis. You know, Milo's a, career ended after his Rogan appearance because that's where he he made the comment about pedophilia and the priest that did whatever with him. He made it. He, he kind of made light of it, and that was on the Rogan show. He's actually exposed by conservatives. I mean, Milo was hilarious. I mean, he's ridiculous. He's absolutely ridiculous. Um, but he's. I mean, he's entertaining. These are just entertainers. Why can't we be entertained by funny people? Uh, it's a good question. Gavin McGinnis is another one uh, who was banned. Um, and Tommy Chong <laughs> from Cheech and Chong. Cheech and Chong uh, yeah, that's right. You know, it's an interesting one, Jerry, is Laura Loomer. 
Did you, she won a Republican primary yes. in a very purple district, and she has a chance to be a United States Congresswoman. She's and a, she's not allowed to email the email. Yeah, she can't of, do anything. She can't open a bank account, which which brings up an interesting thing. It's like, okay, now how like it's every single congressman in the country has a Twitter account. Can Laura Loomer have one if she wins? No, no, she can't. It, it, it's amazing. I was reading about that. She may win. And she, she's, she's, uh, whatever you call it, uh, Islamophobic. Would you say that? She does not. She's mentally ill. She's insane. She does not like Muslims. <laughs> but no, no, and she's in the general election. I haven't seen the polls, but if she wins, she will go to Congress. And not only is she not allowed Twitter, Facebook, anything, she's not allowed to, uh, to use like Venmo or PayPal. She's not allowed, I forget which company, uh, she, we're talking about Comcast or Verizon or whatever. She, she's been suspended from email. She can't email and she might be a congressperson, which is amazing, an amazing story. Being from Uber, Jerry, as somebody pointed out, Uber. She can't, she can't take an Uber. You know what? Uh, she might be a nut, but wouldn't you like to see her win just for the theatrics of it all? Oh my God! Are you kidding? She she's been kicked out of congressional hearing before. I remember, like, remember right. it was a viral video about a year or so yes. ago when the guy, the Republican from Missouri, there started doing the auctioneering part because she right. disrupted right. it with her camera and started complaining about Twitter. Why am I kicked off of Twitter? Blah blah blah. And then that guy started. Well, I'm at one fifty two fifty two fifty. She she that could be her colleague. At this time next year, I know she's going to be sitting next to Elon Omar. Elon Omar, who's anti-Semitic, as it come, who said <laughs> some people did something, and you're going to have her right next to her, the anti-Muslim, and you know, two young firebrands. Boy, yeah, that'll, be, that. that'll be wild. I Here's I got asked this yesterday. I got to ask you this. Do you know who Duncan Trussell is? Doesn't ring a bell. Duncan Trussell's a comedian. He is uh, uh, um, the first guest. I think the first guest of. Uh, uh, on Spotify of uh, Joe Rogan, comedian. Maybe he's an interesting guy, but let me ask you this. The interview is five hours and 21 minutes. <laughs> I'm looking at the time of this podcast right now, and I'm saying we can't go much longer. People don't have uh, great long attention spans. Five hours and 21 minutes. Is anyone you've ever met in your life, heard in your life, that interesting? It's no. the number two podcast overall on uh, on Apple Podcasts right now. Duncan Trussell, five hours and twenty one minutes. I'm I think Joe Rogan's a little bit overrated. I mean, I've I've listened to his show. I've never li- I've I've never listened to an entire Rogan show, but I I think no matter Rogan like adapts to his debt, like his opinion changes based on who his guest is. If he has a liberal on, he becomes a liberal. If he has a conservative on, he becomes a conservative. I think he's a little bit overrated. Right. And he endorsed Bernie Sanders, which was a big deal, but it was like the least thoughtful, uh, well yeah. thought out endorsement. Just says, yeah, I like him. I like him yeah. a lot. He's not that interesting of a person. It's, no, but it's he's, a he's a good interviewer. And yeah. I just, I mean, I, I've heard some, I look at it and see if it's someone I'm interested in. I'll listen if it's someone I'm interested in hearing from. And you know, some of the good ones that you've liked, like Tim Pool with the, you know, with Jack Dorsey. I like that. was a great episode. Yes, and he's had some, you know, we had Bill Maher on. He actually made me like Bill Maher, which was pretty wild. Uh, and he had our friend Lenny Clark, which was great. But five hours and 21 minutes with anybody. I mean, Fidel Castro didn't talk that long, did he? When he gave those speeches that went on. I mean. Maybe he hits a lot of people that do cross-country trips. You know what I mean? Like yeah, cross-country truckers. I got there you. you. Go. There you go. But, uh, uh, you know, I, I'd like to, you know, I'd like to hear, sit down for five hours and get grilled, get grilled as Andrew Cuomo. Did you hear what this asshole 
said yesterday about Trump, like going back to New York. Trump's from New York. Trump has a home there. Trump has a tower there. I don't know if you're aware of it. Trump Tower, that buzz, that that clown de Blasio painted Black Lives Matter out in front of it. You know, he, he didn't social distance. He stood right next to Al Sharpton and painted the street. You can't go to church. You can't go to school. You can't go to the gym. But uh, he can paint Black Lives Matter in the street with people all around him. Why do you pick there? Of all the places in New York, why do you pick Trump Tower? Great question. It's almost like he's trolling him. Like the yeah, mayor you of can't New York see the words troll. anymore because the homeless people just take dumps in the street now and it's kind of scuffed with feces. But so Andrew Cuomo, this 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 friggin' criminal, this guy who has not only uh, direct is directly responsible for the deaths of over eleven thousand senior citizens, but now claims. They can't find the records, you know. These they, they can't find those darn records, those those orders that he signed to send all those seniors to their death. He is not only incompetent; he is downright evil. But he says Trump shouldn't come to New York because you know there'd be trouble. Do you have this, Dave? Because it's amazing. This is something. Even if you're an idiot, even if you're you know just some whatever, some podcaster, you know don't you don't you can't press guy. He is persona non grata in New York. Uh, and as I said, he travels with bodyguards. He can't have enough bodyguards to walk through New York City. People don't want to have anything to do with him. You better stay in Staten Island. Don't bring that shit to Manhattan or the mainland, okay? <laughs> and um, I don't know what tr- how Trump's going to react. My guess is going to say, let's go to New York. You know, try- every time someone tells Trump he shouldn't go somewhere, he goes there which I kind of like, you know, the Kenosha thing. As soon as the mayor of Kenosha said, you're not welcome here, and the governor of Wisconsin, you knew Trump was packing his bags for Kenosha. And it was a great photo op. He posed, you know, in front of all the carnage, all the damage that the Biden voters did. Uh, That's a smart move. He should go to any city. He should go to any city that's been destroyed by Biden voters and say, this is what you're going to get if you vote for Biden. Biden. But uh, I don't know if the... uh, Secret Service is looking into it or not. We got more from Andrew Cuomo's uh, brother, Fredo, from Tucker. And I kind of agree with Shattuck, who said that Tucker underdelivered, overpromised, and underdelivered with the sound, this the secret recording of Andrew Cuomo, I mean, with of Chris Cuomo with uh, Michael Cohen. I don't know if you heard it, but it's... The mere so, fact that they talk is freaking... I know, that's true. Why did they, how the hell did that relationship start budding? I don't know. Not only did they talk, the conversation was like two hours. Was it from jail? Was that a jailhouse conversation? No, I think it was before he went to jail. Okay. But it sounded like Cohen was kind of setting him up. He wasn't saying much. He was trying to get Cuomo to to expound on what he was saying. So, so he was trying to screw over Cuomo and get audio and tape. I think he was trying to get some, uh, you know, something to keep in the bank, to keep in his pocket. Yes. I mean, isn't that how Cuomo, Cohen, uh, Michael Cohen operates? trying to get something on everybody he dealt with. That's true. For, uh, for leverage. Yeah. I mean, uh, wouldn't you if you were him? Yes. And I think it was, um, I think it was okay. Cuomo sounds like a, like an asshole uh, talking about, you know, the everything about the media and the sexual assault charges again, or harassment charges against him and that kind of thing. It, it doesn't sound like the same guy you see on CNN, but Hey, who does? I mean, it was, it was not that incriminating. Hopefully Tucker's promising more. So hopefully he has more and uh, it won't matter. I mean, these Cuomo's are friggin' bulletproof. You know, they can do anything. They survive. 
He really is such a meathead, just an absolute freaking brainless meathead, Chris Cuomo. Uh, and the only reason he stays on the air is because, I mean, if you're going to be that much of a meathead, you got to be really woke. You got to take it Can at Trump. Don't you think worse than any of the audio tape you heard was the picture of him like making muscles for the camera, showing his biceps? Tucker has the best pictures of him. Like, <laughs> yes. that, how about the video when he's working on the computer, like at work, and he's doing one arm like things with dumbbells? It's just, it is hilarious. But uh, all right, Turtle Boy, um, here's to your next hundred million. Congratulations on the hundred million. You have a big live show tonight that you want to yes. tease, which sounds like it's going to be. Crazy. Yes. So we have uh, Dr. Shiva Ayadure, the runner up in the recent uh, senatorial primary for the Republicans. Uh, He lost to Kevin O'Connor by over 50,000 votes and over 20 points. However, he is making some very serious allegations that over 100,000 ballots with his name on it were destroyed. So he's going to try to convince me tonight. As for now, I don't believe him. So, so this will be, uh, I mean, I assume he's going to go off the rails. You're hoping he goes off the rails. On your, he's going to go off the rails. Shiba, he's going to go off the rails. What else you got on TV daily news? You had some great stuff. I'm almost getting like tired, numb to the stories of these tyrants with the you know blue lives matter flags. Or yeah. Things. I'm almost there's, done with those. I don't know if you saw the story with the uh, Ohio, Ohio, high, an Ohio high school took the field with the Blue Lives Matter flag. One of the players had it because their coach is a cop and he's a heroic cop. He's done some great. And the superintendent said no more of that. He banned the Blue Lives Matter flag from being on the field in the possession of the players. It's it's incredible. Every day. I like we some- lost that one. Like it's, it's become so comp. Like when I first wrote the one out of Hingham, that was a big story. But every preceding one has been like, yeah, I guess just, that's just how things are now. That's I know. I know. There was a, there's a school uh, I tweeted or retweeted about this yesterday. A school that raised on the first day of school raised the Black Lives Matter flag outside the school, which is just. I mean, it, it's. It, By the way, I do. Uh, can I can I have a touchdown dance here of the Joe Kennedy skull? I threw him in the Turtle Boy graveyard. My first ginger. I mean, let's not forget Joe Kennedy was up by like you know five to ten points in in various polls two months ago. Then I write the Monica Cannon Grant story. I associate them together. He refuses to disavow. He still takes you to events like she's some sort of you know legitimate public figure. And next thing you know, sinks like a stone. So word to the wise there. You can pretend that Turtle Boy doesn't exist and pretend that the Boston Globe is somehow still the uh, thing that people read around here, but you're just lying to yourself and it's not going to help you in the long term. Uh, the Boston Globe won that one too. They, uh, they, they were with Markey, which is amazing. The Boston Globe did not endorse a Kennedy. It is good to see the end of the Kennedy crime family, but it is sickening to see AOC with a victory dance and the Globe with a victory dance because they, their guy Markey, who tacked left, who supported the Green New Deal and any wacky left-wing nutty uh, uh, thing, uh, issue, he was all in. And it worked. I mean, he's 74 years old. He's, he's not the brightest guy. He's not. Uh, he's never accomplished anything, but he defeated the Kennedy dynasty. He he put put that uh, you know kicked the dirt on the on the last of the Kennedys. Sadly, I mean, this seems like the most decent Kennedys. This he hasn't killed any women. He hasn't raped any interns. He's, he hasn't really carried on the legacy of the Kennedy family, and he loses. He's the, he's the 
millennial Kennedy is obnoxious and corny and worried about mean tweet. I mean, that's what did him in that, that the whole mean tweet thing. Like, um, can Ed Markey apologize because some guy with four followers in a Twitter egg, uh, said, said, said that I should die. And then my wife's I could be the next, I could be the next Jackie. That could be me. Oh my God. Somebody wrote something mean on Twitter. What a hey. freaking puss. He <laughs> seemed like a nice guy. Marky does not, but whatever. It's there's no difference. I mean, whoever won, they were going to vote the same you're way. They were vote. I know you're a Joe guy. You're a Joe guy. <laughs> no, I just not a Marky guy. I, I didn't know you were. Are you and the Globe and AOC are on the same page as usual? But uh, that is uh, coming up tonight on Turtle Boys live show, so you can check that out, and you can check out all his blogs at tbdailynews.com. Congratulations on the 100 million, Turtle Boy. Uh, we will uh, talk to you next week. Who cares about the 100 million? He had his first ginger. That's great. That's great news. That's exactly. a, uh, ginger in the great, yeah, baby. Yeah, how was it? How was it? What is what is what is Kennedy going to do now? Like, what do you do if you lose the first Kennedy to lose? Governor. 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 Is that his next step? That's what people are saying. Ugh. He can't be worse than the guy we got. He cannot be worse. I'm going to have a lot more worse. to say. It can get worse than Charlie Baker. I no, assure it can, you. It cannot get worse than Charlie Baker. It cannot. We have the highest unemployment rate in the country. We have the what is it, fifth or sixth highest death rate in the country. We have been utterly mismanaged, and and at least four thousand restaurants have already gone under. Another one today. The poorhouse, another institution, gone, crushed by Charlie Baker, who has more confirmed kills than Chris Kyle at this point. It was just ruined small business and worse doesn't give a damn he is the worst he is not a republican he's he's just a tyrant he's just an awful awful human being these you know what these restaurants every day they're just going away disappearing what are they going to replace everything with like is it going to be uh chilies maybe like the ground maybe the ground round will come back it's going to be subway it's going to be chilies what what tyrants what these tyrants do is they do the dirty work for the big corporations, they're doing it for Amazon, for Lowe's and Home Depot and McDonald's, and they're crushing independent business, independent stores and hair salons. The only thing left when Charlie Baker and Andrew Cuomo and Gretchen Whitmer are done will be Supercuts, Chili's, Applebee's, Subway, you know, McDonald's, yeah. and then, you know, Amazon and, and uh they're ruining. They're ruining the soul of this friggin'. I mean, I don't want any more like Thai mocha latte martinis. I'd like yeah, dollar. Starbucks, draft, will, Starbucks will be fine. The independent coffee shop guy will be. He will disappear like AJ Baker's police report, just gone into the wind, into the breeze. That's the goal. Everything's going to be corporate. Everything's going to be you know just uh, the cookie cutter and all the independent places, which with soul as you said, with character will be gone thanks to this tyrant Charlie Baker and all the fools out there who support him. All the fools who, when they get a call from a pollster said, yeah, he's doing a wonderful job. I'd like to, I'd like to have one of them. You know what? Can we get somebody on this podcast next week? Sure. Who wants to defend Charlie Baker, who likes Charlie Baker, thinks he's doing a great job. Either way, I had a source on the task force that liked Charlie Baker at the beginning of the lockdown who hates him now, who said he won't listen. He does not care. He is out of control. He is. He has one goal, two goals in mind: to continue to get you know the love from the globe and the the voters, and to get his guy elected. It's it's a disaster. It's it's tragic. It's I'd hate. I'm not a. Well, I guess I am a small businessman now, and so are you, Turtle Boy. But God, would I hate to own a gym 
or a restaurant and just watch my life go up in flames while this 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 monster just giggles and smiles and says, hey, you know, we got to do, we got to flatten the curve. I mean, he's just ruining lives, ruining entrepreneurs, ruining small businesses, just like Cuomo, just like Whitmer, just like Murphy. And they don't give a damn because they're bureaucrats who have never missed a paycheck, uh, never had to lay anybody off. It's, it's tragic. It's, it's tragic. And we will be We'll have more to say about it next week because it's never going to end. At least it's not going to end till November. And by then, there won't be a small business left in the in the state of um, or in any of the, any of the blue states. It's the same in New York. It's the same in New Jersey. People are fleeing. Businesses are are, are closing, and we sit there and talk about you know uh, whatever masks. Talk about do masks work? I tell you what doesn't work. Lockdowns don't work. We know that now. It's proven. It's established. It's and it is heartbreaking just heartbreaking but all right football 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 next week we'll do some football and we'll do some lockdown and we'll do some some other things but uh thanks to everybody we we passed three million downloads about the same time the turtle boy passed a hundred million but we're on our way we're coming for you turtle boy we're on our way we appreciate all the uh everybody listens rates reviews on apple Podcasts. we appreciate all our wonderful sponsors especially shea concrete and Allied Paving and DCU. Anything else, Cullinane? Yeah, uh, yeah, and DraftKings and BetterHelp and Ooh, uh, okay. yeah, DraftKings giving away. Wait, wait, see, to yeah. see the first day that we did DraftKings, to see the stock jumped. I did see that. It was see, because of it, wasn't be, it wasn't because of Michael Jordan at all. It was because of us. Well, that, that you know that was uh, that didn't hurt. But yeah, the first day that we signed on as a sponsor, or they signed on as a sponsor for DraftKings, their stock price soared. I, they, they know what they're doing, those, those guys at DraftKings, our friends at DraftKings. We appreciate their support. We appreciate everybody's support. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Podcast, and we will talk to you again soon. Why am I stopping? No one else stops. I don't. I, can I go home? The Jerry Callahan Podcast. Angie's List is now Angie, your home for everything home. Angie still has the same top pros and reviews you've counted on for more than 20 years. Only now, you'll also get access to all the tools you need to make your home a happy place. Inside, outside, big or small, Angie helps you find the right solution for whatever you need done, all from your phone. It's simple to find upfront pricing and instantly book hundreds of projects. You can even search pricing guides to see what others paid for similar jobs and easily compare quotes from top local pros to make sure you're getting a fair price. From lawn care to repairing the AC to the project of your dreams, Angie has your home projects handled from start to finish. Plus, when you book and pay through Angie, they'll cover your project up to the full purchase price plus limited damage protection with their happiness guarantee. Make your home an Angie home. Check out Angie.com today. And for more on the happiness guarantee, go to Angie.com forward slash happiness hyphen guarantee dot HTM. Look, staying healthy isn't easy. Watching your diet, hitting the gym, avoiding stress. But a good night's rest helps boost your overall health and wellness. And it couldn't be easier. The new Sleep Number 360 Smart Bed is the only bed that effortlessly adjusts and responds to both of you. The result? You wake up ready for anything. Proven quality sleep is life-changing sleep. During our lowest prices of the season, the new Queen Sleep Number 360 C2 Smart Bed is only $8.99. Only for a limited time. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.